Today's conversation with Maureen Stover and Lindsay Whitley is sponsored in part by Thought Exchange, a proud supporter of NCSPRA and the School PR Drive Time podcast. Stay tuned for a full announcement from our sponsor in the middle of the show. You know what? I think like really the reason why I was put on the planet was to be here to be a fighter for kids and what kids need in classrooms and to be in a position now where I have an opportunity to say, hey, this is important for our kids and here's why. Um, that's that's truly an honor. Welcome to School PR Drive Time, the podcast of the North Carolina School Public Relations Association. NCSPR is driving the narrative forward for public education through lifting up the voices of educators and advocates around the state. And here on today's show, we will have Maureen Stover, the North Carolina Teacher of the Year, the 2020 Burroughs Welcome Fund North Carolina Teacher of the Year. And to help me with that conversation is my friend and former board member at NCSPR, Lindsay Whitley. Mr. Whitley, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Kevin. I'm so happy to be here with you. You knew about Maureen Stover. You knew what you had before the rest of us did. And I'm really curious what you were hoping to hear from today's conversation with her. Well, Maureen represents the very best in public education and education in general. And so I'm excited about today's conversation as we really take an authentic look into the world of public education and just Maureen's journey from a high school classroom in Cumberland County to the state and now the national level. So I'm very excited about the conversation. Teacher voice is a phrase that we use all the time and you and I in our roles and all of our listeners are used to kind of going into the classroom and, and checking out schools to see what we can find. What surprised you most about the things that you heard Maureen say today? I was really excited about her growth opportunities as she was able to, you know, visit around the state and really learn best practices from other teachers and how she will even be able to bring those things back to Cumberland. So I think it just talks about that continuous growth experience and how we're able to continue to learn, you know, um, lifelong learning. Well, without any further ado, we're going to bring Maureen Stover into the room. And Lindsay Whitley, thanks for helping me kick off this show right here. Yes, sir. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of School PR Drive Time. My name is Kevin Smith. I'm so happy to be hosting this show with Lindsay Whitley, my co-host, former board member from the North Carolina School Public Relations Association. Lindsay is the Associate Superintendent for Communications and Community Engagement in Cumberland County Schools. That's a long title for a PIO who is at the top of his game. Mr. Whitley, thank you for joining today. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. I'm excited about the conversation that you and I are going to have with Maureen Stover. Maureen is the science mom. She is teacher of the year, the 2020 Burroughs Welcome Fund Teacher of the Year for the state of North Carolina, and recently named a finalist, one of four finalists for National Teacher of the Year. And we're going to pull back the curtain on some of this process and start by thanking you, Maureen Stover, for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm excited to be here. Maureen Stover, you have been asked an awful lot of questions in recent months about what it's like to be teacher of the year. Why did you become a teacher? What is your purpose? I mean, these are things that we really want to draw everyone's attention to, but there are lots of ways to get that information. Maureen, in the first minute or two, let's just go ahead and ask you, since we work in communications, I'm going to name it. What is your elevator pitch? What does it mean to be your, the North Carolina teacher of the year for you? 
Um, so I get to be an advocate for teachers and students at the state level. And that's an incredible honor because I get to be the voice and to explain things to people who aren't currently sitting in classrooms about how things work in classrooms. And that's really cool. Um, the two big focuses that I had going into this year, and this was prior to COVID-19, were equity in education and um, an increased focus on social emotional learning. And as we transitioned into remote and blended learning due to the pandemic, those were two things that became critically important. And so I've also had the opportunity to really speak to those a lot at the state level and to help some of our policymakers um, and state board officials understand how important those are for the students we have in our pre-K-12 system in North Carolina. Thank you for that. And you're, you're busting up stereotypes right here at the beginning of the show. Maureen Stover, you're a science teacher. What is so sciencey about social emotional learning and where did this concern with equity come from? Like what, what has inspired you to become the teacher that you are right now? So my equity push really began before I really understood what equity was. Um, when I graduated from high school, I went to the Air Force Academy. And when I got to the Air Force Academy, all of a sudden I was with people from all 50 states in Puerto Rico. And I quickly realized as I made friends who had become my family that a lot of what people experienced growing up was not what I experienced growing up. And a lot of the opportunities that some of my friends had in their public education was not what I had in my public education. And so before I really understood what equity was, I realized that there was some kind of disconnect or some kind of problem. And I wasn't really sure how to articulate that quite yet. Um, but as I moved into education, I quickly realized that there was a lot of disparity. So, and there's all different types of inequities. We have social economic equities. We have opportunities for AIG classes and honors classes. Um, we have global education equity. We have arts and education inequities. We have, um, different uh, access to digital device inequities. We have racial inequities. We have lots and lots of different types of inequities. And those are all very important for us to highlight. And 2020 is a pivotal year that gives us an opportunity to really focus on those inequities and find transformative solutions that enable us to begin to move beyond some of those inequities to ensure we're offering equitable educational opportunities to every single child who's enrolled in North Carolina public school. Maureen, on your road to becoming um, North Carolina's Teacher of the Year, we've had an opportunity in Cumberland to work closely with you as our district's Teacher of the Year. Tell us a little bit about your role as the Cumberland County Schools Teacher of the Year and just your role as a teacher leader in helping to lead some of the work in Cumberland. So as the Cumberland County Teacher of the Year, I was very fortunate to be brought into this amazing envelope by our superintendent, Dr. Conley, and his cabinet that includes you, Mr. Whitley. Um, and in that role, I was really promoted as a teacher leader, which was incredible. And one of the projects that we were able to work on was something called Conversations with Conley. And in Conversations with Conley, we met quarterly with the teachers of the year from each school, and they were able to bring in issues, problems, questions from their schools. And those were then answered by Dr. Conley and his cabinet. And that was my first real kind of entrance into having the opportunity to really have that teacher voice and seeing how when that teacher voice is elevated to the next 
next level and those questions are answered or teachers feel like they're having an impact for their students or for their school, that that really empowers teachers to continue seeking those leadership opportunities and continue finding ways to make public education better. And so because I had that experience coming out of Cumberland County Schools, as I moved into the Regional Teacher of the Year and the State Teacher of the Year opportunities, I, I already kind of understood the importance of that teacher voice and finding ways to elevate that teacher voice um, to levels where some of those problems can be solved. Lindsay, I love that you brought that up because the process of finding teachers of the year for the state of North Carolina has gone through Cumberland County more than once. And it's good to know that teacher leadership and raising up teacher voice is something that is highly valued there. Maureen, as you've gone through that process, what are some of the things that you have learned that you feel like you might not have gotten into otherwise? I mean, this opportunity to already start talking with your fellow teachers on the district level sounds like it prepared you for a really important aspect of what happened at the next level. When I was a classroom teacher, I was focused on delivering instruction to the kids I had in my classroom and being a teacher leader for my school. And then as that moved then to the, the my attendance area, my school district, and on and on and on, I've had more and more opportunities. And what I've realized is that there are a lot of people that are outside of our classrooms and outside of our local educational areas that are working to improve public education. So I've had an opportunity to join things like the North Carolina Teaching Fellows Commission. Um, I'm an advisor to the state board. I am on the North Carolina Public School Forum. So I've had all these opportunities to kind of be introduced to this group of people who are truly working to improve education and to be able to be at the table with them and hear some of the ideas and initiatives that are coming, but also to be able to lend a voice and tell some stories about why those programs are important or why we need different funding opportunities for our students or why we need to address inequities in our educational systems. To be able to be at that table and have that discussion with these people who are working to improve our educational systems has really been incredible. Lindsay, it seems obvious to you and me and to Ms. Stover that teachers should be leading because they're already leading kids in classrooms and they work together to help make things better for their community, for the state, for our nation. I'd like to hear from you, uh, Lindsay. What are some of the things that you all do in Cumberland County Schools and what, what can we do as public information officers to help promote these messages and get the things that teachers have to offer to our communities out into the wider world beyond what they just do inside the school buildings? I agree. Thank you for that question, Kevin. Um, our teachers are doing wonderful things every single day in their classrooms and beyond. And in Cumberland, we're trying to let the world know about the great things that are happening, you know, throughout our classrooms, throughout our school system. We have something as simple as a good news email address where we encourage our teachers and staff to send highlights, to share best practices. And then we're able to share that information on social media, with the news media, and with our internal and external stakeholders. And so the exposure and really just telling the simple day-to-day -day stories can make a huge impact in terms of elevating the tremendous work that our teachers are doing every single day. But Lindsay Whitley, that comes with some risk. What are some of the things that you do at the district level to support teachers and make them feel more comfortable bringing even important issues? Because frankly, talking about equity in education and talking about social emotional learning, whether you're a science teacher or any teacher, uh, that puts you out there a little bit. You're going to get challenges coming back at you. What are some of the things you all do on the district level to provide that support? I think it's important to just have the conversation and sometimes even agree 
agreeing to disagree, if that makes sense, and being able to talk through challenges and issues. And so I think with the example that Maureen shared about our conversations with Connolly, where we are inviting teachers to share their concerns, share their complaints at times, things that they don't like, things that they love, and knowing that they won't get in trouble for it, or it's not a wrong answer, and that we're not going to track them down through the email system, but we're going to think about it critically at the leadership level and see if this is an issue for this teacher, could it be an issue widespread throughout the district? So I think just the culture of saying it's okay to share information, thoughts, even complaints is huge. Maureen Stover, I love hearing this uh, this system of support built around teachers. And uh, we were talking earlier about what it was like to bring forward, you know, sometimes difficult topics or one that you're really passionate about. And like I said, the fact that you're a science teacher talking about social emotional learning, uh, that might put you out there a little bit. People might have questions about what your what's your platform? What's your reason for standing up? Why, why is this your area? What, what was your experience of that? So, you know, one of the things I think that's really important to recognize about teachers is that while, especially at the middle school and high school level, we specialize in a content area, we are much more to our students than just imparters of knowledge. So, you know, sometimes I'm a nurse, sometimes I'm a cheerleader, sometimes I'm the science mom. I am whatever my kids need me to be that day. And that's a very important part of their social and emotional learning. You know, our kids need to learn academically. We need to make sure that they are learning the standards. We need to ensure that they are prepared for college and careers as they exit our pre-K-12 systems. But it's equally important that we're making sure that we are there as their support system and that we're helping them with that social emotional learning development. And that's one of the things I'm really proud with Cumberland County is that they have actually extended the social emotional learning piece to be something that's fully embedded into our school system and that we have put a we put a priority on educating the whole child. So we want to make sure that our students are academically prepared for sure, but we also put an emphasis on being there to support their social social and emotional learning needs as well. So Maureen, um, tell us a little bit about taking the conversations experience to the state level. You know, in your role, you're speaking in many cases on behalf of teachers. How do you hear from teachers and their concerns or questions and just opening up conversations at the state level? So sometimes teachers will reach out to me. I do have um, a Twitter account at Stover Science and then also my Facebook account, which is Maureen Stover, where teachers are free to email me or send me a direct message or send me a note of what's happening or something they need help with. But another really fantastic thing that is just emerging is that Superintendent Truett has identified a teacher engagement lead, and that's Julie Pittman. And Julie Pittman and I have had the opportunity to visit one school, and we're, we are lined up to visit many more schools over the next couple of months, where we can actually directly speak with teachers, see what's happening, see issues that are occurring where they need some help, and then there's a, there's a direct avenue to bring that back to Superintendent Truett so that she and her team know what's going on with teachers in classrooms and where teachers need support. So North Carolina is unique in our in our efforts to make sure that teachers are being heard. Um, and so to be able to take that, what's happening with a classroom teacher and take that to the state level, it lets people at the state level that are making decisions, that are making policy know what's happening in classrooms. And that enables them to make better informed decisions so that they're making the decisions that are right for our teachers and our kids. 
Maureen, I love hearing you talk about what it's like to start working with other teachers who have been through this process of being selected to step forward and advocate in, in many different areas. And again, that sometimes take you away from your area of classroom expertise. But what was very exciting was talking with you and learning about the kind of inner working, the nature of being in the cohort of North Carolina's regional teachers of the year and throughout that process of becoming North Carolina teacher of the year. Uh, there's a, there may be a misconception, and for, for those of us who work in communications, community engagement, community relations, public relations, you name it, we all see this behind the scenes. Lindsay Whitley and I and all of our colleagues on the NCSPR board and all of our members, we're intimately involved in helping pick teacher of the year. We pick community members uh, and set up committees. We go in, we video, we interview. I mean, and it's so beautiful uh, when it comes to its fruition. The first misconception is that there's a competition uh, among regional teachers of the year. And I'd like to hear you talk about what it's really like when you're named a regional teacher of the year and where you go forward from there. Yeah, so a lot of people do think it's a competition, but it is not. What the program is really designed for is to identify teachers who will be really good representatives of their region at the state level. So on this team that I am part of, we have nine incredible educators. We have one from each region of North Carolina and then also a charter school representative. So that enables us to be able to effectively represent the 1.5 million kids that are enrolled in our public schools and the 100,000 teachers that we have teaching in our public schools. And that's really important because what's happening for Maggie Murphy in the Northwest region is not going to be what's happening for Daniel Scott in the Southeast region. They have different priorities. They have different issues that are coming up. All of their issues are equally important at the state level. But if I was trying to represent the entire state, I would not have good information on what the real problems are what the challenges are and what some of those solutions are in order to be able to solve some of those problems. So by having this regional teacher of the year team, we're able to really be able to affect change because we're able to really address some of those issues that exist in our public educational systems. But it's also really important to realize that I'm a member of that team. And so I, I did not win anything. I happen to be the captain of a team of extraordinary teachers. And so I get, I get to work with them. Um, we do meet very frequently. When I go on visits anywhere in their region, they generally will accompany me to also meet the teachers in their region. And so it's really important to realize that the way that North Carolina has cultivated the process of the teacher of the year is that they have intentionally built a team that is designed to be able to impact education in a positive way by having representation of all eight of our regions and our charter schools. We want to make sure that everyone knows we're coming close to the end of the first half of our conversation. You're listening to School PR Drive Time. And Maureen Stover, what are we going to talk about in the second half? So our team started a project that is called the Faces and Voices of Equity. And I am excited to have a chance to talk to you about that project and how teachers statewide can become involved in helping us form some transformative solutions through the project. In one word, if you're a fellow teacher, and this is something that's exciting to you, faces and voices of equity, and you'd like to have the chance to share what you're thinking uh, with teachers of the year as they move this forward, what's the first thing that you would tell one of those teachers to do? Um, the first thing that they want to do is like our Facebook page, North Carolina Educators for Equity. Then you'll be up to date on all of our blog posts, interviews, and when we're doing Facebook and Twitter chats. You can also follow us on our Twitter handle is um, at ed, E-D underscore F-O-R underscore equity. 
You are listening to School PR Drive Time, where we are so privileged here at NC Spur to be talking with North Carolina's Teacher of the Year for 2020, Maureen Stover, and Lindsay Whitley, who is the Associate Superintendent for Communications and Community Engagement in Cumberland County Schools. Don't go away. When we come back, we're going to dive into things that are not just work, but opportunities opened up for people who step forward into teacher leadership. Don't go away. Thought Exchange is the only enterprise discussion management platform powered by patented anti-bias technology. Modern leaders use Thought Exchange to quickly gain critical insights and improve decision-making for their districts. Whether you're engaging 10 stakeholders or a community of 10,000 people or more, Thought Exchange allows leaders to drive strategic discussions at scale. Since 2009, Thought Exchange has been helping school districts across North America validate and align on top district policies, address student and staff success, and build trust with their communities. Here at NCSPRA, we thank Thought Exchange for their continued support of this podcast and all our efforts to support school communications throughout North Carolina and beyond. Hello, this is Stacia Harris, a member of the media team and board of directors with NCSPRA, the North Carolina School Public Relations Association. I'm also the Director of Communications for Buncombe County Schools. We hope you're enjoying this episode of School PR Drive Time, the NCSPR podcast about driving the narrative forward in support of public education. In 2021, we want to know more about the people who make good things happen every day for every student in North Carolina's public schools. They're the same folks who make news for our members to share with their communities, And this podcast is one way we hope to spread the news for all of our listeners. Please follow NCSPRA on social media and learn how school PR supports the mission of everyone in North Carolina's public schools. Share this program with someone you think will appreciate knowing more and subscribe yourself wherever you get your podcasts. We're glad you joined us. Enjoy the show. Thank you so much for staying with us here on School PR Drive Time. My name is Kevin Smith, and as always, it's a privilege to bring voices forward from around the state of North Carolina and nationwide as we talk with public information officers and other advocates for education everywhere from the classroom to the superintendent's desk, even to the Department of Public Instruction. And today we have someone who's bridging a lot of those areas for us. Maureen Stover is the 2020 Burroughs Welcome Fund North Carolina Teacher of the Year. And we've been talking about faces and voices of equity to to get ready for the second half of the show. And Lindsay Whitley is the Associate Superintendent for Communications and Community Engagement in Cumberland County Schools. And I really appreciate you being here, Lindsay, to help us facilitate this conversation. Miss being with you on the board. I love that we're talking about the success of your teachers in Cumberland County Schools. So happy to be here with you, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me. Maureen Stover. Faces and Voices of Equity has become a new project for you and your fellow teachers of the year from around the state of North Carolina. So it really happened organically. We were in a Zoom meeting, just kind of talking about some different stuff. We're all very passionate about equity. We realized, especially with the pandemic, that a lot of the inequities that we knew as educators that existed in our pre-K-12 systems were being brought to the surface where the public was seeing those. And we thought, you know, what would be a way that we could really generate some conversation around these inequities in a way that we could try to pull in people to try to help give us some ideas for transformative solutions. And so from that comes this awesome idea of the faces and voices of equity. And what our goal is, is that we focus on one type of inequity each month 
Um, we began in January, or sorry, we began in December 2020. We launched with social economic status and equities, and then we moved into gender um, inequities because we really wanted to highlight Vice President Harris and her amazing step into the role as the first female Asian American, Black American female to be the Vice President. We really wanted to, to highlight that and celebrate her. And so we decided to do gender equity in January. And this month we're focusing on global education equity. So each month between now and July, we'll be focusing on a different type of, of inequity. And we are doing blogs, we are doing interviews, we're doing Twitter and Facebook chats to really try to, um, to, to get, get some conversation going about these inequities, where teachers have seen those inequities existing in their systems or in their classrooms, and some of the ideas where their system or their classroom or something that they have read about or seen um, that's a solution to that inequity. And so it's, it's really been this really amazing project, and we've had quite a few people weigh in with some really great ideas and some really great conversation. We would love to get more people People involved though, because really where we're going to solve a lot of these problems is through the ingenuity of teachers and the ingenuity of people who have experienced the inequities or have seen the inequities. And so what we really would like to see happen is to have more teachers involved, more community members involved, more students involved, more parents involved. And to get on board with the project, you can follow us on our Twitter handle, which is at ed ed underscore for for underscore equity you can also find us on our facebook page which is at north carolina educators for equity and on both of those platforms we are releasing new information we're releasing dates and we're doing chats we're releasing blog posts and interviews and so we'd love to have more people join us on that project because the more people we have involved in the project the better option better opportunities we're going to have to solve these problems I love this so much. And anyone who's listened to the School PR Drive Time podcast knows that this is an issue that's very near and dear to our heart. And Lindsay Whitley, I've got to believe that this is not the kind of thing, this doesn't happen by accident. Your teachers don't wake up one day and find that they're interested in this kind of thing. What are some of the stories that come out of Cumberland County Schools or some of the data and, and maybe even the core principles that are, that are operating from the central office on down into your school buildings? How are you supporting teachers to find this place, this level of confidence and understanding? Thank you for that question, Kevin. Diversity, equity, and inclusion are very important in topics, even in Cumberland County. And I'm excited about some of the work we're doing, um, even at the classroom level and throughout the organization as we're planning for training opportunities and information and resources, but not just for the classroom teacher. We certainly feel that everyone in the organization um, wants to understand and needs to understand the importance of, of equity. Um, you know, Maureen, if you could share just a little bit about your thoughts from the classroom perspective, um, some of the work we're doing in Cumberland um, and how that impacts teachers in terms of the topic of equity. Absolutely. So one of the things that I had an opportunity to do in the fall was the equity classroom management professional development course that Cumberland County offered. And that was a course that was designed to help teachers identify ways that they could provide more equitable opportunities for their students in their classrooms. And it went through things from the way you write lesson plans to the way that you communicate with students to the way that you communicate with parents and also the way that you're offering different opportunities to different students based on what they need. 
I think one of the things that's very confusing for people outside of education is that equity a lot of times is seen as this term that deals with finances. Um, and because I'm married to someone who's outside of education and is a pilot, a lot of times I'll go to things with my husband for work and people are like, why are you talking about equity in education? Are you talking about like how much money per kid you're spending? And, um, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Equity means you're giving kids what they need to be successful. Equality means we give everybody exactly the same thing. Equity means we're giving kids what they need in order to be successful in the classroom. And so having these PDs and teaching teachers about equity and helping teachers understand why equitable opportunities are so important in their classrooms means that they now have the tools in order to educate their kids in an equitable way. And so I really applaud Cumberland County and North Carolina for really taking some steps and initiatives toward equitable education that are giving their teachers the tools that they need in order to ensure that they are providing equitable educational opportunities for all those kids in their classrooms. Maureen Stover, that's a big responsibility for you to take on as a teacher and a teacher leader. And again, we want to give you another opportunity to put out there the contact information for folks who want to, as a teacher, join in the conversation and be able to share with Regional Teachers of the Year and with you. Because what we're going to pivot to is talking about that State Board of Education process and what it's been like to be a part of some pretty historic discussions uh, that are happening right now. But let's remind everyone, if they want to be part of the Faces and Voices of Equity project, or if they want to talk with you at ed for equity let's give those details again okay so our twitter handle is at ed ed underscore for for underscore equity and you can also like our facebook page which is north carolina educators for equity and from both those avenues we will get you set up with our chats our blogs our interviews if you would like to be like write a guest blog or if you would like to be one of our people that's interviewed we would love to have you do that as well we just want to get as many people involved in the conversation so that we're able to come up with those transformative solutions to continue improving equitable educational opportunities for all 1.5 million kids enrolled in our public schools. This has been huge. Obviously, this work has afforded you some opportunities. Uh, and I like hearing you talk about how this is not just extra work. This is really, uh, to, to name it again, an opportunity for you to bring something forward that you're really passionate about, that you've done a lot of work in. Uh, as a teacher advisor to the State Board of Education, you have a really important role. And we've seen that now play out in public. For anybody who doesn't already start watching the live streams of very important conversations happening uh, around curriculum, around equity, around the strategic plan for the State Board of Education. Um, let's just pick one. What's, what would you say is one of the mountaintop experiences that you've been able to have because of this work uh, in your district and with your fellow regional teachers of the year? Um, I think probably one of my mountaintop opportunities was having a chance to speak about the importance of using very precise language in our social study standards. Um, as someone who has had an opportunity to live all over the United States and seen multiple viewpoints, I know that it is extremely important for our kids to not only learn from multiple viewpoints, but also to see themselves reflected in the standards and in the way that the education is being taught. And so it's very, very important to myself and the other four advisors on the board that we kept that precise language and that we ensured that our students were being reflected in the social studies standards and that we were giving our students an opportunity to learn from multiple viewpoints and perspectives. And so that was an opportunity for me to really stand up and talk about the importance of ensuring that we're giving those opportunities to our students. 
Um, you know, I, I was talking to a friend and she said, wow, that was great that you did that. I said, you know what? I think like really the reason why I was put on the planet was to be here to be a fighter for kids and what kids need in classrooms. And to be in a position now where I have an opportunity to say, hey, this is important for our kids and here's why, um, that's, that's truly an honor because I feel like every little thing we do to make education better keeps making it better and better and better. And then it begins to snowball and we continue having these incredible educational initiatives and we continue having innovative education. And that comes out of those conversations that we have. And it comes out of the way that we're writing the standards to ensure that our kids are getting exactly what they need while they're in our public school system. Right. Well, Maureen, so now you're North Carolina's Teacher of the Year. You've been to state Board of Education meetings. You've been on national news outlets. You've learned quite a few additional things, I'm sure, that you can add to your toolbox. Um, at some point, we hope that you will come back to Cumberland County Schools. Um, what are some of the things that you've learned, some of the lessons learned um, as you've navigated through throughout this process. Just share that with us. So I think one of the most important things that I learned is to follow Ruth Bader Ginsburg's advice to fight for the things you believe in, but do so in a way that it brings other people to your side. So it is incredibly important that when I walk into any of these meetings or when I'm talking to other people that I remember two things. Number one, that I'm a representative of all teachers in North Carolina. And so I need to add, I need to be sure that I am authentically representing each of them in the way that I'm having those discussions, but also to remember that I'm going to catch a lot more flies with honey than vinegar. And so when I go in and I'm having these tough conversations and I'm having these hard, difficult conversations to have with people, those conversations are important. And I am willing to step in. My friend, Mariah Morris, who is the 2019 teacher of the year, likes to say, you have to lean into the discomfort. And I think that's really true. And that's what we do as teachers of the year. We lean into that discomfort. But it's also really important for me to remember that in order for us to continue moving things forward in a positive way, I need to make sure when I'm having a discussion with someone who maybe ideologically doesn't agree with me or maybe hasn't had the experience that I'm trying to articulate to them, that I need to be able to form that conversation in a way that I can still have a respectful communication process with them, where when we walk away, they understand why what I'm passionate about is so important. And I haven't inadvertently offended them or caused them to say, hey, next time she walks in the room, I'm going to put my earbuds in and listen to music because I don't want to hear that again. Um, and so, you know, I think that's one of the biggest lessons for me that I've learned is that it's really important to be passionate. And it's very important for me to be that teacher voice and to stand up for our kids, but to make sure that I'm framing my discussions and my arguments in a way that I am promoting um, us to be moving forward, not just arguing with someone on particulars that, that we're, neither of us are ever going to agree on. So that's, I think, probably the most important thing that I've learned. I am enjoying this conversation so much with Lindsay Whitley and Maureen Stover. You have to know, and if you're a, a listener of our podcast here at School PR Drive Time, you know that we've had some really fun conversations, but also some very challenging conversations. And Maureen Stover, uh, we're getting near the end of the second half and our, and our opportunity today. I want to just go ahead and recognize that there are lots of places for people to learn about your work. Um, 
we can, you can literally go and download the entire application for the National Teacher of the Year program right now. If you Google Maureen Stover National Teacher of the Year, you can learn all about her ikigai. You can learn about her teaching purpose and how for years and years she worked in Air Force Intelligence and brought that business and real world experience into the classroom. All the many things that she's learned. We didn't want to rehearse all of that again here, but there are uh, national media outlets, local media outlets here in North Carolina who frequently put out perspectives from teachers uh, across many different areas of the curriculum and around the state. There's so many ways to get to that information. And so Maureen, I hope you appreciate that we've been talking to you about really getting into the teaching profession and what it's like to be a teacher today. And that's where I'd like us to kind of start wrapping up. Now that you've had this opportunity to do so much listening, let's encourage your fellow teachers. People who are working in the classroom have had the hardest year in a century. These are some of the things that we never expected we would have to do. And teachers have had to adapt faster and harder than almost anyone else around the country because there's an awful lot of pressure on teachers to show up and be ready right now. And that conversation is happening in real time, folks. We're talking here in the middle of February with Maureen Stover. What would you say to teachers if you could say anything to an individual teacher right now to encourage them to keep going? Um, what would you have them do? What are some of the things that you've learned or some best practices or some ideas that are gonna help teachers get through this next year as well as they have the last? Yeah, I think the first thing to remember is that you are not alone. Um, I had the opportunity to work with uh, several other former North Carolina Teachers of the Year that we did a blog series um, that was on the mental health of teachers, students, and caregivers. And I think it's really important to remember that as a teacher right now, you are not in a silo. You are not alone. There are a lot of other teachers that are working with you. There are teachers um, at the state level, both at DPI and in, in roles like mine, where we are advocating for you and we are here to support you. And we understand what you're going through and we understand how difficult it is to be teaching in a blended or remote environment, or even if you're in a full face-to-face -face, that now your students are spread six feet apart and you're, you can't get you know, facial expressions from your kids because you they're wearing masks. And so we understand that and we understand that it's difficult. But I also want to say that our profession is incredible. We found out on a Saturday that on Monday, we had to completely change the way that we had taught for our entire careers. And nobody complained, they just did it. Nobody said, I can't do it. They just did it. Everybody knew that kids were important. Everybody knew that continuing education was important. Everybody knew that being there on Monday to support our kids and to help our kids navigate through this incredibly different and crazy environment that nobody ever expected to be in, that it was very important for teachers to be there and that our kids were looking toward us as a model. So our kids will go through challenges for the rest of their life. And we don't know what those challenges are, but part of our efforts in that social emotional learning piece is to make sure we're preparing our kids for challenges that we don't know yet exist. And by the way that teachers have handled the pandemic, the way that teachers have handled remote instruction, the way that teachers have continued to be there for their students, both academically and socially emotionally, whether they're in a face-to-face -face blended or remote learning environment is incredible. And by being that role model and showing kids that you are there for them always, regardless of what happens, teachers have truly shown parents, they've shown kids, they've shown our community that, that their heart is in kids. And I think that's, that's the thing is that teachers, our center is always our kids. And as long as we keep our kids as our focus, and as long as we keep our kids as our center, 
everything's going to work out great in the end. There, there's going to be some bumps in the road, but when we look back, it's going to look like it was smooth sailing because teachers work very hard to make sure that their students are fully supported. And um, I've just, I've been very humbled and incredibly honored to be part of this profession as I've watched teachers navigate some of these really difficult challenges. And, and while it has not been easy, and I acknowledge that it has been very difficult, it's also been very, very refreshing to watch how teachers have handled this and how teachers have shown that their heart is truly in their students. Maureen, you hit the nail on the head. Our teachers have been simply outstanding, um, even before the pandemic, but definitely during the pandemic. And, you know, you're a um, state teacher of the year, a national teacher of the year finalist. And, you know, not every teacher will get to that point, but they're still phenomenal and they do great work every day. And so really thinking about the question, how can you be your own teacher of the year and really Really, from our perspective as PR professionals, how can we tell your stories? Um, just the day-to-day -day things that teachers are doing, what are some of the things that we can do to promote the everyday teachers of the year that go in, you know, to their classrooms every day and serve kids well? I think one of the really awesome things that can be done is just recognizing teachers for what they're doing and, and giving them that kind of acknowledgement that, hey, you are doing a great job. So programs like Cumberland County's Good News Program, where they're highlighting teachers on social media, um, having teachers that are highlighted in the paper for something cool they're doing in their classroom, highlighting teachers on social media and tagging them in that, like, hey, look at this awesome thing this teacher did, or look at this the, the great way that this teacher pulled their students in in this remote learning lesson. I think, you know, a lot of times teachers feel like they're doing all this work and nobody's recognizing it and nobody's noticing it. And I think just a little bit of acknowledgement that, hey, you are doing awesome and we want to highlight that awesome thing you're doing is very important. But I also think it's really important for teachers to realize that what they're doing in their classrooms is really important and sharing that out is really important. And there's different ways that you can do that. So for instance, teachers can send in articles to EdNC and be published as part of their perspectives. Um, you can also have your individual blog where you can highlight things you're doing in your classroom. You can put things on donors choose. And then not only do you get the recognition for what you're doing in your classroom, but many times there's people out there that wanna support what you're doing in your classroom. So there's so many great avenues for teachers to promote what they are doing. And social media makes that really easy. You know, it's really cool, especially for your kids, because then your kids are like, wow, look, our classroom got highlighted in the paper. Or our classroom got highlighted on the website or our classroom got highlighted on donors choose. And so it's, it's really, it's really empowering. I think for teachers to just get that nod and that acknowledgement that, Hey, we see you, you are doing a great job and we're really proud of you. And so I think any way that that can be done, whether it's through traditional media or whether it's through something that you're doing using social media or whether it's something that teachers are doing where they're self-promoting through blog posts or YouTube videos or anything like that. I think all of those are very impactful for helping teachers realize that what they're doing every single day is very important and that they're having a critical impact on every single kid they teach. We really hope this conversation has been as fruitful for you as it has been enjoyable for us. We also know we have to let Maureen Stover go back to the work of being part of the Teacher of the Year cohort in the middle of a two-year stint uh, as an advisor to the North Carolina State Board of Education and many other great things happening in here in North Carolina and around the country. Maureen Stover is the 2020 Burroughs Welcome Fund North Carolina Teacher of the Year, and we are so excited to celebrate her being named a finalist 
for National Teacher of the Year. It's not the first time it's happened from North Carolina. Uh, we also know that a Sand Hills uh, Regional Teacher of the Year has recently been named, someone else from Cumberland County Schools. We'll be seeing more about that in our social media as well for NCSPRA and around the state. Maureen, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing the story of Cumberland County Schools and your own journey uh, with me and Lindsay Whitley and our listeners. Thank you for having me on today. It was really a pleasure. And Lindsay Whitley is the Associate Superintendent for Communications and Community Engagement in Cumberland County Schools. And if you stay tuned for another minute, Lindsay and I are going to unpack this show and talk about where school PR professionals go from here. But Lindsay, thank you so much for helping to make this possible today. Glad to be here, Kevin. Lindsay Whitley. That was a truly inspiring conversation with Maureen Stover, and we knew it would be. I've been reading articles, I've been watching videos, listening to podcasts. Everyone, everyone around the state and now around the country is starting to learn what a great thing we have here in North Carolina and with Maureen Stover. Uh, Looking back on this conversation, I know we were going to be talking with a great teacher leader, someone who's passionate about bringing forward teacher voice. I learned a lot more than I thought I would in today's conversation. Yes, I was extremely just excited to hear Maureen today. And something that really stuck with me was as she talked about, it's not a competition um, in terms of our regional teachers of the year. It's really about finding good representation from around the state to represent our our teachers at the state level. So I was just excited to hear from Maureen today. I really do hope people go back and write down the contact information or find it in the show notes. There's so many different ways for individual teachers, not only to be their own teacher of the year, what a great concept that is, uh, but also to get in touch. If something is really important to you about educating for equity, there are people out there ready to listen and they're teachers just like you. Uh, great news for teachers at every level, for school PR professionals, and for folks who are, who are interested in seeing equitable education for every child in North Carolina, regardless of their zip code. Lindsay Whitley, I'm, I'm so excited that you had time to make this conversation happen. And good luck with your future teachers of the year. Good luck with more conversations with Connolly and all the other things you're doing to help nurture teacher voice and teacher leadership in Cumberland County Schools. Thank you so much, Kevin. I enjoyed being here today. Today's episode was sponsored by Thought Exchange, a proud supporter of NCSPRA and the School PR Drive Time podcast. Scale community discussions and hear what's top of mind for the people in your district. Learn more on the web at thoughtexchange.com.